what's up what's up what's up we're back at it again with another episode of backport spiritual i realized that somewhere along the way i stopped using the intro so i might bring that back um or i might just keep on doing what i'm doing <laughs> so um while this is a we're becoming a bi-weekly podcast i wanted to go ahead and get out part two of storm magic just because um the last episode i tried to make it shorter but then I was like, ah, this doesn't feel right. So let me just go ahead and release part two. Um, and I also did a poll on um, the podcast Instagram at Backport Spiritual. And um, come to find out, uh, a couple of people are like, no, just give me the hour-long episode. And I'm like, duh. <laughs> just go ahead and give them the hour-long episode. You know why? Because they can pause it if they don't want to listen to the whole thing right away. Because that's how technology works in 2020 <laughs> but anyways okay so we talked about storms in general in the last episode and kind of some like what the folklore says about how to predict storms um and how some of those like i guess folk wisdom things are actually backed up sort of and in, in the case of halos around the moon actually um backed up by um, science, um, at least partially anyways. Um, and we also kind of gave an overview of some of the associations, um, with different parts or ingredients of a storm, or at least my associations. Um, and so we'll go back over those in this episode real quick, and then we'll jump back into rain. If you want to hear more about um, the folk wisdom and storms in general or as a whole, um, go listen to part one, um, which was released, I think, like, last Friday or last Saturday. And if not, you know, keep on listening. So just to recap, um, some of my personal associations with the different ingredients or parts that make up a general or, like, usual storm um, so storms in general for me are about chaos, unpredictability, unadulterated power, movement, action, determination, fury, healing, nourishment, mystery, secrecy, destruction, danger, transformation, fear, and um, they are also, for me, kind of uh, an example of a liminal space or a liminal time. So like removed from space and time at least that's how I feel um about it and so I think those are good for um for me at least I associate liminal space with spirit work or um anything that involves crossing the veil between uh planes by planes I mean like astral plane physical plane not like up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane <laughs> um and in the last episode, I gave a method that I've used in the past and that I actually used recently because we've been getting a couple of storms lately um, for charging oneself that you can also apply to charging an item. Um, this past weekend, we actually had some storms back home. And then this week, we've had some storms here. Um, I'm not saying I manifested it, but uh, <laughs> no. Okay, for real though. Um, it's actually hurricane season. So like, y'all be smart out here in these streets if you're out there collecting storm water or doing any kind of storm or weather magic it is hurricane season um and 
and it's also summertime, which means storms. Just be safe. Prioritize your health and safety and those around you over whatever practice you're trying to do. Um, because whatever practice you're trying to do, trust me, it can wait. And if it's something super serious enough, like the universe spirit will send that shit right back to you. Um, whatever it is that you need, um, if it's important enough, at least in my experience. So let's talk about rain. Um, rain doesn't necessarily have to happen with a storm. Um, I've talked about in the last episode and just in general, um, when it's really hot, I don't know if this happens everywhere, but down here in Georgia, um, when it's really hot, sometimes in the summer, we'll have electrical storms or lightning storms where it's basically just hot. It's humid. Um, if memory serves me right, all the ones that happened, like, as I was growing up were always at nighttime for some reason, but it was hot. It's humid. It was dark outside. Um, there was thunder and there was like lightning and the sky was dark purple <laughs> because of all the lightning and, and like, uh, illuminating the clouds but there was never any rain during these storms um these specific electrical storms so um but rain is usually some kind of sign of a storm or a shower or even in isolation just rain in general um does have some magical properties like everything around us um for me rain is about cleansing it's about nourishment it's about healing but it can also be about destruction. So if you're um, in an area that's prone to mudslides or if you're um, surrounded by a bunch of rivers, we've had, you know, the river flood a, a few times. We've had roads wash out um, all because of rain. Um, so there's definitely some destructive power there. Um, but as with any tool or any thing that we use in our craft, it's all about intent. Um, and it's also about the energy that's, there during the time um so this past weekend we had a uh storm y'all hear that that's not thunder if you can hear it that's just somebody doing something downstairs and outside um in the parking lot um but this past weekend we had some storms and i'm talking like downpours i'm talking thunder lightning y'all okay as much as i get like excited about storms when the the strike lightning, not the flash lightning where it's just like illuminating the clouds, but the, the bolts of lightning hitting the ground. Like, y'all, <laughs> I'd be scared. I ain't gonna lie. I will turn into like a three-year-old in a heartbeat. Like, I I never move so fast as I do when I'm outside and it starts lightning. Um, sis be gone. You saying bolt up in there. <laughs> um, but anyways, so we had the whole works, but at least in our area, it wasn't like destructive um at least not to my knowledge anyways I don't remember seeing any like headlines about you know people's houses getting struck or anything like that though it has happened um growing up we did have we did lose a couple of t <laughs> did lose a couple of tvs um and we've had um we've had some people whose houses were like hit by tornadoes and things like that um so yeah just be mindful of the energy or whatever that's that's in the area during that storm or take into account what's happening during that storm. But anyways, rain, cleansing, nourishment, and healing. Um, I wanted to pull in a couple of the resources that I used um, for research during this because this is a topic that I'm very interested in. Just never like sat down to actually go super detailed into. Um, and I found this book 
that's hella cheap on uh, on Amazon, and it's called Weather Witchery. Weather Witchery. Ooh, um, by Katrina Rasbold. Y'all, this book is only two ninety nine. Um, you can get it on your Kindle or your ebook or whatever for two ninety nine. The amount of information in this book is ridiculous. Um, and it's hyper focused on weather magic. Um, obviously by the title Weather Witchery. Um. But I found that, like, sometimes when people talk about weather magic, it's, like, glossed over or if it's a very tiny piece. And I get that it's because, you know, there's so many different types of witchcraft or so many different mediums or forms witchcraft can be practiced through. Um, but this book, at least so far, I haven't finished reading it. I'm, like, halfway through it right now. Or a little over halfway through it. Um, it's a quick read, too. Um... But storm magic isn't really talked about as much. Um, and when it is talked about, it's usually like, oh, don't do that. You're not um, prepared or you're not ready for that kind of power or whatever. I don't know why I'm giving these people accents. Um, <laughs> but if you're doing witchcraft and you're like ready to take on whatever, accept accountability or take on whatever consequences intentional or unintentional that result from your your spell work or your prayer or your petition um then you can do the same for storm magic um I don't know there's this weird thing about like I don't want to say like gatekeeping or whatever but if you already out here slanging spells you might as well just go ahead and and like dibble dab into (laughs) storm magic because you're already out here messing with forces that are way more powerful than we even realize Um, You just have to do so with knowledge and research first and train yourself at least as best you can before stepping into that area like you would with witchcraft in general. Um, At least that's my take on it. Um, My two cents. (laughs) But I found this book, Weather Witchery. Weather Witchery. Why is that so difficult? Does anybody else have that problem with like double consonant sounds like W's and W's and R's and R's or maybe I don't know. Um, so in chapter four, she has, it's called Magic for Every Weather, and she talks about rain and its association with, um, healing and transformation and things like that and cleansing, and she says that water is attuned to the West, which is the homeland of endings and successful completions. The West leads to the place between worlds, where we slip between the veils that separate us from other dimensions. Now y'all... I'm going to be straight up with y'all. I don't call the directions. Like, I work with the elements, but I don't call the directions. Because for me, yes, the West has water in it. And no matter where you turn in the world, if you go far enough one direction, you're going to hit water. Um, But for me, water is associated with the East. Or at least, like, practically speaking, because the ocean, I'm on the East Coast, and the ocean is to my East. Um, (laughs) and so that's important to like, I feel like to keep in touch with, um, and to keep in mind because you have to orient your practice or I feel like we should orient our practice for where we are. Um, if you're in the Southern hemisphere and homies up North, up here in the Northern hemisphere are talking about, oh, it's, um, it's Yule, you know, it's the longest night of the year, but you down there sweating and shit because it's the summer solstice. Like, it, your craft isn't going to line up, and vice versa. Um, and I feel like it should be the same way when you're talking about different... When you're talking about directions and um, things like that. So, I, I, I'm i with the, you know, water is about... Um, is a kind of... 
I guess everything could really be a liminal space if you think about it, but there's a lot of unknowns and mystery about water in general. I'm thinking about like oceans and rivers and bodies of water where you can't see the bottom or you don't know what lurks beneath the bottom. Um, but it can also be cleansing literally because that's water washing away things like pollen. Um, <laughs> um, it's nourishing because of the land like it waters the crops my plants out here on my porch or my balcony y'all have never like they do fine they do just fine when I water them with tap water or you know miracle grow or whatever um but when it rains them jokers like thrive um and it's also healing too because I just I associate rain or water with healing because when it's hot outside, you've had a long day, maybe too long of a day, maybe you're sunburnt and you dip into that cool water or you get you a cool glass of cool glass of water and you feel it just, you know, nourish and heal and just like hydrate your body. It's just such a good feeling. Um, but yeah. Okay. So water is attuned to the West, the homeland of endings and successful completions. And in a way, rain or water I see being associated with endings or successful completions um in the fact that they can wash away things and when things are washed away they're gone um that's it and so that's where the cleansing element comes into now the way I work with weather is less I guess formal less ritualistic less planned and more spontaneous um, I have this book by, uh, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Louisa Dish, Dish, um, called Jambalaya. And it's about, it's a perspective on Afro-American practice. Because it's, it's not, sometimes there's a difference. And in my experience, at least, when in speaking with witches of color, um, or just witches of color, but also, like, witches who don't, call themselves witches so like people like my mama who would never call herself a witch but in practice like when you work with the land or you you grow up with the land or you grow up in certain regions there are just things that are done that are just part of the the culture of the area or part of the the lore of the area um that are well, I guess folk practice, that they're they're practical, they're rooted in practicality and everyday mundane living. They just serve a magical or spiritual purpose. Um, but in her book, Jambalaya, which I highly recommend, um, it's not expensive at all. In chapter one, uh, Growing Up Tipsy, she talks about how her mother worked with the elements. Um, and she says, of her mother, she says, she was always talking to the elements. Once I watched her invoke the rain. She explained to the clouds how much we needed the water. Later that night, it rained. Real quick, um, sorry to interrupt. This is future Michelle um, popping in real quick to say that um, the next couple of seconds or the next minute or minute and a half um, deal with a, a very surface level, but still part of southern folklore that does deal with domestic violence um in relation to weather or weather phenomenon um and so if domestic violence or abuse is something that is very triggering for you i would advise that you skip forward about about a minute uh and 30 seconds 
Um, it's nothing too bad. Um, but it does mention domestic violence and I don't want to, you know, unintentionally trigger or intentionally trigger anyone. Um, but yeah, so skip forward about a minute and 30 seconds. If it rained while the sun was shining, she'd say, damn it, the devil is beating his wife again. (laughs) And if you, I don't know if that's like commonplace around the entire South, but, um, I am, um, more than a little bothered by this superstition or this folklore or this old saying um, that's in the South. I am not sure where it comes from. I don't get it. Um, but it is something that I heard a lot and that a lot of us heard growing up. Um, and unfortunately, it is a reality that a lot of women face. Um, yeah, the 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 laughter just now was not like a I think this is funny. It's more like a like catch me off guard or this catches me off guard kind of situation. Um nervous laughter. I just wanted to clarify that, that there's nothing funny about domestic violence. My uncomfortable response or my response to being uncomfortable is nervous laughter. Um but yeah. Um as I was reading through Aaron Oberon's um Southern Cunning it talks a lot, well not it talks a lot, it talks some about this kind of mythos about the the devil and him having a wife. Um, but, um, but Aaron Oberon gives kind of a, I think a better, or at least a look into our perspective that I think is a little bit more helpful and a little bit more, I guess, relatable or whatever, um, as far as practice goes, and, um, but that's besides the point, that's a different episode, (laughs) um, but the way Louisa, excuse me, describes her mother, who in the book was devoutly Christian, or either Christian or Catholic, I can't remember, um, because it's been a minute since I've read the whole thing through, but the way she talks about her mother's practice of talking with the spirits, talking with elements, talking with the weather as if it were a friend or a person. Um, that's, that's how I try to approach it. Um, and I've had success with it. You know, sometimes we might get a little, you know, ceremony or whatever. I remember this one time, just for funsies, honestly, um, this one time my aunt pumpkin, she had this book of, um, she had this book of Native American, or just different prayers and like things from around the world. And we, I was flipping through it, we were flipping through it, and I came across this uh, prayer for rain. And she still has the book, and I'm trying to like get the prayer from her so that I can like share that. But we were just messing around, honestly. And I feel like that's sometimes how people get into witchcraft. They're just messing around, and something works, and they're like, oh shit, like, all right, we in here. um but we were outside it was daytime you know it was a little overcast but there wasn't any rain expected in the um in the forecast we were outside and I was like hey we should try to make it rain (laughs) and she was like hey like we in there um she did not say those exact words but so we took the book and we looked at the prayer and we, we read over the prayer at first and we were like, okay, so like, how are we going to do this? And so just being in the spirit, like getting in touch with our, our childlike, you know, inner selves, um, 
we started dancing in a circle, like, and the tempo, like, the speed at which we danced, like, got quicker and quicker as we, like, kept chanting, um, and we were, like, just kind of getting wrapped up in the moment, um, there was some, there was laughter, there was, there was, there was, I guess, the sounds people make when they get wrapped up in the dance or things, you know, just bliss and joy and, you know, you know, you, y'all, y'all know, come on, you know, the laughter, the, the, the random, like, I don't want to call it a work, work ride, but it's, y'all know what I'm talking about, whatever, um, and so we were just going around dancing in this, the spiral and chanting this, um, this prayer to bring rain, and lo and behold, you know, it got a little more cloudy, and, it it started to rain. It wasn't like super deep or anything. It was just like, you know, some sprinkling or maybe like a, a drizzle or whatever and then it quit. But I was like So 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 did we do that? And I feel like a lot of the craft is like, hmm, did did I do that? Or is it a coincidence? Or is it both? Like, I don't know. But you know what? I feel like a big part of the craft is claiming your power and being confident enough to be like, you know what? Yeah, I did that. I, I made it rain. I, you know, manifested that, this, that, and the third, or so-and-so, or whoever, whatever. Um, and so, yeah. So, like, aside from very rare, in fact, that is the exception. Because nine times out of ten, if I'm calling, you know, the element of air, because I work very closely with that element... Or if I'm asking for rain, y'all seen the meme where <laughs> of that old spell? Well, I don't know whether it's true or not, but that old spell where um, someone—it's basically the equivalent of someone taking a bucket of water and throwing it out the back porch and be like, "Hey, is it so hard?" Um, if y'all on the internet, I know y'all seen that. Um, but basically, I mean, that's what—that's what my practice is. Is I just I go outside and be like. Hey, spirit, you know what? It's been hot as a mug. You know, we we could use a little nourishment. We could use a little cooling rain, you know, um, if you see it fit. Um, or if, you know, um, I'm, like, trying to ask for rain for, like, my family because they, they do grow a lot of their own produce and things like that. I'm like, hey, you know, um, you know, we can get out there and we can water the plants and stuff, but it'll be super helpful if maybe we can get a little rain, it doesn't have to be a whole lot, you know, just a little something, something to nourish the plants. Um, and sometimes it sounds exactly like that, y'all. Listen, uh, like I said, I try to be transparent about things. Sometimes I get all mystical and whatnot, but sometimes I'm just like, hey, friend, you know, hey, uh, rain, spirits, uh, can you help us this out? Uh, in fact, when I, I, I used to invoke uh, the element of air a lot, and that was literally what I would say. I would be like, hey, so it's real hot out here. Um, you know, if you just feel so inclined to bring a cool breeze my way, you know, sis would be very thankful. Um, and you, and it works, at least, you know, if you have that relationship there. Um, but what can you do with rainwater? So it depends. You can charge it um, with your intent. You can use it just as is with its healing energies. In fact, when I collected the storm water, most of what I'll be using that storm water for is transformation magic and healing magic. Right now, I'm getting over a little a little bug, um, and I'm trying not to panic because, you know, we're still in a pandemic here. <laughs> and it's, it's probably not that at all. It's probably just like allergies or whatever because my parents have um, a couple of animals. Um, and also, it's been hot. Um, 
but I plan to do a lot of like healing stuff internally to try and get my, in addition to my prayer work, to make sure my body heals the way it needs to heal, um, to do transformation magic because 2020 is, 2020 is a, uh, 2020 is a year <laughs> as a whole, as a country, as a, as a species, um, as a collective but it's also a year personally speaking a lot of changes are happening so i'm using some of that transform uh, transformative healing cleansing energy and bringing that into my my practice whether it's as a wash um at like of myself or as a wash in the house to cleanse the house of you know negative energy or whether i use it in um spell jars or things like that there's pretty much anything you can think of to use something for you can do it um you can use it and i've heard of people using it in beauty spells um obviously if it's clean um don't go putting dirty water on your face y'all y'all need no breakouts you don't need no no bacteria or anything all up on your beautiful beautiful faces um but if it's clean you know or if it's whatever i wouldn't go drinking it but you know hey that's just me um <laughs> if you have like some kind of like super dope like off the grid setup where it, it like filters the water for you man ah, that's such a dream i i would love to have that but anyways um then hey you know if you're gonna drink it drink it i'm not telling you to do it but if that's your system and that's your setup i mean hey um okay so thunder mystery secrecy warning this is where like i really get excited about thunder because there's something so like primal about thunder like i don't know if it's because the rumble or like the 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 beat and bass of it for me like is reminiscent of like heartbeat or you know breath or something just for me innately like primal and ancient about that sound um and it's really good for me to get into like a mystical or magical headspace because I'm just like, I right, boom, you know, the the window panes is shaking and shit, it's thundering outside, like, all right, let's go, let's, you know, whip up some spells, let's talk to some spirits, let's, you know, let's get it cracking. <laughs> um, but, okay, so y'all, no joke, um, I was just telling my friend about how it was like super gray outside and right after, boom, it started raining. <laughs> like, it's, it was in the forecast, so I'm not too, like, <gasps> about it. But I just thought it was, like, a cute little, a cute little nod, you know, from spirit. to be like, hey, sis, I hear you talking about me. <laughs> oh, life. Um, anyways, so, yes, thunder. Um, so, for me, again, thunder is about mystery, secrecy warning um the unknown or uncovering the unknown it's about it's about uncovering i guess uncovering those secrets kind of like lightning or or maybe veiling those secrets not uncovering because lightning for me is more about uncovering secrets um thunder's more about hiding something or the hidden mysteries or, or things like that, or the the forbidden, the kind of the kind of yeah, forbidden. Forbidden's the right word. <laughs> the maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but I am because it's exciting. 
um, or the, I don't know what this is about, but I want to know more, intrigue. Um, so yeah, uh, real quick, uh, and I should have done this before, um, in the South, because there is a, um, there are a couple of superstitions that are not the healthiest or the best. I want to do like real quick trigger warning here that I should have done a little bit earlier, um, about, uh, abuse or not, nothing's going to be going into super detail or anything like that, but, um, if that's something that's particularly triggering for you, um, I will go ahead and fast forward maybe, maybe five, ten minutes, um, I'll, I'll hop back in here and, like, after when I'm editing the audio, um, and, like, give an exact time for you to skip forward, but just know that we're about to start talking about something that's a little not healthy. Um, okay, so, like Louisa Tish, Tish, y'all please correct me if I'm saying her last name wrong, um, recollected about her mother, um, when she was working with, you know, Rain in the South, or at least here in Georgia, um, I, even I grew up not just around like witches, but around Christians, about, around anybody, mostly older folks, um, there was this saying that they taught us that like, if it was thundering and raining while it was still sunny outside, that meant that the devil was beating his wife. Now, I personally don't understand where the idea came from, um, but that's just what, you know, a lot of us grew up hearing from my elders. Um, I've also heard it called orphan tears. I don't really understand why we name things or associate very, like, not great things with they, with uh, whatever weather phenomenon or just things in general, but alas, it is what it is. But in Southern Cunning by Aaron Oberon, which is a book on Southern or like folklore, Southern folklore witchcraft or Southern witchcraft, um, he kind of gives a, or they kind of give a, um, a different look. Um, it's not necessarily mine. I can kind of see what they're saying. Um, but let's just get into it. Okay, so Aaron Oberon offers some pretty good info, um, at least to me, that I never considered before. Um, personally speaking, I don't really know that I believe in the devil, like capital letters. Um, at least not in the way that like most folks do. Um, and for anyone who, for whatever reason, is not familiar with the devil, in Christianity, um, the devil is the enemy, the ultimate symbol and living vessel of all things that are wicked and sinful and um he was at one point god's right hand things got a little hairy you know and now it is what it is um whether we're you're a christian or not at least speaking personally and maybe that's just because i am surrounded by christians and i i mean i have no no qualms with christianity or at least the people who practice christianity around me um, but it's kind of hard to live in the South without being at least partially or somewhat influenced by Christianity, um, both in the good and the bad ways. Like, I know plenty of witches who still say, um, God, capital G. Like, I still do it sometimes because it's a habit because a lot of us grew up Christian. Um, and so whether we mean it to mean, like, the Christian God or just God as in another name for spirit is what it is, but there is a lot of, like influence and overlap and kind of gray area um sometimes but 
It's also, it's also no secret that the physical character characteristics of the devil, capital D, um, capital T, capital D, um, were taken from pre-Christian gods. Um, Oberon goes in to say that, or suggest that while, you know, well, he, he don't really say this, but this is what I'm getting from it, um, that while, you know, Christianity has this being, this evil being called the devil, capital letters, um, for Aaron Oberon, this word devil is just another name for a spirit that was there way before the idea of the devil, capital D, was ever a thing. So for Aaron Oberon, um, it's about um, the witch father. I've never heard of this, um, but I'm just really exploring Southern folklore or Appalachian magic or things like that. Um, but I'll just read some of the excerpts from this book this is chapter which i also if you're any kind of interested in folkloric magic or appalachian magic or um like that real integrated with the land practicality you know devil at the crossroads kind of magic um then you should definitely pick up this book it was not expensive by any means um and the book is called Southern Cunning, Southern Cunning by Aaron Oberon. Um, but this chapter is, one, two, three, there's too many chapters. It's somewhere down there, but it's a quick read. <laughs> um, and so he says that um, for him, the witch father can be any number of beings to any number of people. Um, but for Aaron specifically, the devil in Southern folklore is part of the witch father. So this phrase, um, the devil's beating his wife, and his fascination with it uh, creates an uncomfortable cognitive dissonance. And I, I feel that because I'm like, oh, I don't like that at all. But it's also like, okay, what, what's the idea behind it? What's the folklore behind it? Um, so for a lot of folks, a lot of decent human beings, because if it's not, then you have a problem. Uh, domestic violence is not a, you, you, listen, domestic violence is not what we need to be be hyping up or glorifying or mystifying or anything like that um for Aaron Oberon he was basically saying that domestic violence is not something that the being he knows is the witch father but also that he sees as this devil capital d um is not something that's associated with this spirit and I don't have a concept of like a witch father or a necessarily I don't really work with uh a masculinely gendered being um I mostly work with spirit um but um he is right to say that folklore is not always literal um and that folklore really just opens up a way for us to express our unverified personal gnosis which basically just means this is what I felt and nothing says I'm wrong so I'm going to keep doing it, but I'm not going to say that it's the only way I feel. I don't know. It's complicated. Um, but back to like what this has anything to do with thunder. Um, okay. Because there is this, this mythology in the South, um, about this domestic violence situation, which is really terrible. Um, according to Aaron Oberon, and this is, if I have to think of it, I don't try to think of it. Like, I don't think I've even used that as part of, like, my internal 
uh, Mythos um, since I was like seven. Um, but Aaron Oberon says, okay, the devil has a wife. And I'll tell you that she won't be pushed around by any damn man, not even the devil. Um, that she isn't getting beat, but that both of them have such damn tempers that they go at each other like cats and dogs, never giving an inch. If you ask me, the devil's wife is a water woman. This is where our storm magic ties into. She takes up her boat and up she takes her boat up and down Hell's rivers. She knows every dead man walking and every soul nowhere born. Her sweat and tears are the clouds above us. She has daughters and sons I've never met and maybe never will. She don't talk much. She's too busy most of the time. She's a businesswoman, a boat driver, and a weather witch. Um, first of all, I just love the way Aaron Oberon writes. Like, it is, it just really, I just relate to it so hard. Y'all heard me talk. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, but anyways, so working with this archetype of, quote unquote, the devil's wife or the witch father's wife or the, this feminine energy that is no holds barred. I ain't taking no shit. You can get up out my face with all that. <laughs> like, whether witching spirit fairian like being um as part of this southern mythos which i think like i think is a thing um i haven't personally worked with this this energy well okay i think it back i have but this isn't what i called it or called her um but erin oberon does go into how you can work with this weather witch spirit or being um and one way to do it, it says, to meet or speak with a wife, um, you can take a used horseshoe wrapped in white cloth and lay it under a pillow as an um, oracular tool, as a divination tool, as a tool to bring in premonitions or visions of the future. Um, but the rain connection, this, the storm connection, if it does start raining, take the rag and horseshoe and lay it on the ground. Um, you may just hear from the old lady herself. Um, and so to me, that's just, I haven't tried this, I'll be full disclosure, um, but it is something that is interesting to me. Um, this archetype of this, this older wise woman, this old weather witch medicine woman, um, spirit in the South, unnamed spirit, because not every spirit's um, name has lasted through the ages, um, that's attached to the land here in the South, that she's just, she's just a bad bitch. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Uh, but for Aaron Oberon, one of the things that he suggests, I guess in this case would be to uncover secrets, have prophetic dreams, um, or when we're talking about liminal space or liminal actions, um, astral projection or like doing rituals to like spirit walk or things like that. Um, you can invoke the old lady. And one of the ways to do that is while it's raining, um, Take a white rag and a horseshoe and lay it out on the ground. Um, let it absorb up that energy from the earth and from the rain. And because she's a weather witch, um, she might pay you a visit. I think a lot of mythology and Southern magic or Southern witchcraft relies on. And, and uh, I, I get the feeling or not get the feeling that I've noticed or I've observed that in a lot of practices, it's like, oh, I'm going to call this spirit or call this this deity and they're gonna show up nine times out of ten and southern and southern folklore and southern witchcraft it's more like i'm a knock on the door and see if anybody comes to it or i'm a i'm a call and see if anybody picks up the phone 
Um, but it's more on that spirit to say, sure, I'll work with you or no, I ain't really feeling your energy right now, bruh. Um, and that's a lot of what it is. It's like waiting for the perfect time or waiting for a sign or the right time or the right like mood for this spirit or this energy or this being or or deity to want to work with you. Um, and a lot of about storm magic is about timing at the end of the day because timing is so important when it comes to storms. Um, I can't remember if this was... Uh, I can't remember if this was Catherine or Katrina. What's her name? Uh, yeah, Katrina Rasbold in her book, Weather Magic or Weather Witchery. Um, or if it was somewhere else that I picked it up. But with storms, sometimes you have to like a split second. Like you got to drop what you're doing and go out there. Because they roll in and they roll out just as quickly. Um, as I mentioned in one of the previous episodes, I wanted to do an episode on storm magic earlier and it was supposed to storm the entire week. Actually, it's all in two weeks. Um, but it didn't. And that was despite all the forecasts and predictions by meteorologists who literally spend their lives studying weather patterns. Um, and so for a witch over here who's like a hobbyist <laughs> when it comes to like weather stuff, um, sis was ready. Um, but sis was not prepared for storms to just dissipate or just not even become a thing and that's the nature of storm magic um and honestly i think that's the nature of a lot of stuff rooted in like southern folklore or southern magic is that it's about timing sometimes um or engendering goodwill with the spirits who control the timing of certain things um with thunder also too it's for me, I've used it to get into an altered state of consciousness so that I could astral project or so that I could speak to spirit. I find it easier, spirits, excuse me, not spirit, capital S, but spirits as in spirits around me. Um, I find it easier to do things like spirit work or um, communicating with certain aspects of the divine, um, like those darker, more secret aspects of the divine or um to do certain transformation or power workings when there's thunder when there's that primal drum beat um that kind of evokes that power from myself um okay <laughs> lightning um so again for me action unpredictability destruction danger power movement the uncovering of secrets and transformation. And so the reason why I say um, uncovering of secrets, so while thunder hides things in that it's so loud that it covers up or muffles the sound of things sometimes, um, if it's a particularly bad storm, or it distracts the mind because it's such a loud and all-encompassing phenomenon that you kind of lose sight of what's happening I guess, in reality or your surroundings. Um, at least I do. Um, lightning does the opposite because it literally illuminates the sky. It touches down on the ground sometimes. Um, it brightens up the darkness. And so in that way, for me, it's about uncovering secrets. Um, and it's about transformation because it's transforming the darkness into light, into something that's visible so where you can see things beyond just shadows. Um, 
and I have never used this before, but this is something that I'm probably going to purchase or find or whatever. Um, I've said this before. This podcast is mostly, it's, it's twofold. It's me sharing what I've learned, but also me learning. And so as I'm researching this, this is literally sometimes when I hear about things or when I learn things. Um, and so I'm sure there'll be follow-up episodes to certain things uh, just because if this is the first time I'm hearing it obviously I'm going to dive more into it if it's something that interests me and I encourage y'all to do the same if you hear something on this podcast dive into it like spend your afternoons researching it find books or podcasts or YouTube uh, channels or videos or whatever that talk about what I guess lights your soul on fire and that really like gets you going (laughs) it's provocative Uh, but anyways okay so I found this uh, mineral uh thing it's not a stone it's not a crystal um but it's called fulgurite and it's basically petrified lightning so um fulgurite is hollow glass tubes formed when lightning strikes sand um i'm not altogether familiar with it but for me that would hold some serious power in general one because it's literally been touched by lightning and, and i just can't think of anything more powerful than lightning pure electricity um, but also crazy transformative power. So using it as a wand, if it's not super brittle, I'm not sure. Uh, the pictures didn't look like it was super brittle. If I ever get my hands on some fulgurite, I will, uh, be sure to post something up on Instagram, whether it's alive or whatever, um, to show y'all. But I imagine that would have some crazy transformative power because it's literally sand that has been transformed. Um, and so whether you're trying to transform yourself into a better person or a stronger person, or you're trying to transform your situation in life, maybe, you know, times are a little hard, or maybe you're transitioning out of one job and into another, or you're transitioning out of a job and you're looking for another and you want to bring abundance and prosperity into your life. Um, I feel like Fulgurite might be the tool, sis, um, because, you know, lightning, electricity, fire, power, you know. It's associated with power and action and movement, quick movement and transformation. The flip side of that, too, is that it's also unpredictable and destruction, you know, danger and power. uh, uh, Power isn't always positive, you know, it's about how you wield it. So it's all about, as with any kind of witchcraft, any kind of spell work, it's all about your intention. But it's also, too, about the kind of energy you let into the work and the energy associated with the thing. So it's just something to think about in general, storm magic unless you're just talking about rain or maybe just talking about wind, um, in general, storm magic itself is unpredictable. Um, you might outline everything perfectly, super specifically about how you want something to, um, turn out or pan out. And you might say up and down this, that, and the third that, you know, you don't want any harm to come anybody, come to anybody, or you don't want X, Y, and Z to happen. With storm magic, because there's this energy of just ferocity and unparalleled, unprecedented power, this unbridled power, and there's a level of unpredictability. It's like fire, or and some it's like electricity too, or like lightning too. You don't know where it's gonna strike. You know, it's a possibility. Sometimes it might not. You know, you might get lucky, and it might all just be calm gentle soothing storm or it may be lightning all up in that bitch you know what I'm saying like you don't know where it's gonna strike and so 
I feel like with storm magic, and maybe this is why I haven't delved too deep into it, there's a time and a place for it, at least personally. Like, if you're all into, like, chaos magic and all that stuff, I mean, hey, do what you got to do. Um, <laughs> but for me, I feel like I probably would use, like, serious storm magic beyond just, like, charging myself or collecting storm mortar or whatever um, for when I, like, really need spirit to make some shape. You know what I'm saying? Like, really need something like I in general when it comes to spell work I try not to do anything if if there's a mundane solution I try to do that first um but if there's a if I'm using magic or witchcraft to help bring about whatever change I want to see um I usually don't do anything magical about it or prayer pray about it or whatever unless I'm willing to accept whatever consequences may happen um and I think that's important to do because if it's something that's important enough for you to do a spell about or pray about, then you should be willing to accept whatever consequences. Um, now, this isn't like some law of three, whatever. It's just a, every action has a reaction. Every action has a consequence. Um, that's just the nature of of life, of nature of nature. You can't do anything without something else happening, you know? Um, but yeah, so... When it comes, especially with lightning, y'all, you know, I'm going to be honest, like I said earlier in this episode, when it's like flash lightning, I'm like, oh, pretty, that's cool. But if lightning is striking, I'm gone. Like, like high telling it, Scooby-Doo, you know, legs spinning up out of there because that's just something I'm in awe of. Uh, I fear. I respect. But I'm not trying to have that kind of, like, raw power all up in my space. I'm just not ready for that yet. If You know, there may be some people out there who have been, like, seriously dedicated to their craft for, you know, their whole lives. And y'all might handle it. More power to you. One day when I grow up, I might be like y'all. <laughs> but I ain't trying to have that right now. Uh, I'm going to just respect from afar. Um... Yeah, but, okay, so in addition to using Fulgurite, I mean, again, with lightning, you could, theoretically, again, I don't use lightning, um, but theoretically, you could do anything to bring about action. Like, say you got, um, say you got, like, an X or whatever that's, like, really blowing up your line, won't leave you alone. You you shoot some lightning at them, figuratively speaking. <laughs> you incorporate some of that lightning energy and a spell to like bind or banish them. I just can't imagine that they ass wouldn't be gone. Like I just you know what I'm saying? Obviously it might take a little, little other things to, to go up in there, but the energy behind lightning is just so powerful and so potentially destructive that I imagine, at least theoretically anyways that severing ties with someone, I mean, there's probably an easier way to do it than to try to harness lightning or energy from lightning. But, I mean, hey, if you're trying to send a message, I mean, shoot, to, if somebody did that to me, I would get the picture. Um, but I'm also not out here in these streets harassing folks. Um, but, you know, whatever. Hey, on a lighter note, wind. Y'all, I love wind. I know wind can be very destructive and scary. Um, side note, I remember this one time back in high school, I was home alone, so my mom had to work, and we lived, at the time, we lived out in a different section of BFE, um, a different section of, you know, the boonies, um, in other words, 
And the area we were in was super prone to like tornadoes, like really bad storms. Well, the whole area had storms, but like when the storms were super bad, this area always had tornadoes. Some kind of way we recovered and like it would literally skip over us um, or over our house and like hit like the woods next to us or unfortunately someone else's house. This not something we prayed for. I just want to put that out there. But um, that goes back to that reaction and consequence situation. You know, you pray for something to move past you, but you don't know what's going to happen when it does. Um, that's not a moral, like, reprimand. That's just, hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We out here dealing with forces beyond, uh, potentially beyond our comprehension. We just working with them because we know how to, right? Uh, but anyways, wind. Uh, and back to the anecdote. <laughs> um, I was home alone. It was storming. Y'all, I was terrified. Like, I could still see. It wasn't, like, super dark outside or anything like that. But the wind was howling. We were surrounded by trees, mind you, in a trailer. And trailers are not structurally built for trees falling on them. Um, I don't know if y'all know that, but uh, that's the case. And I remember, like, looking outside because even if I'm scared, I'm y'all, I told y'all. I'm still going to look. <laughs> I'm still going to be up, all up in that window despite, you know, the experts' best advice. I'm still going to be all up in that window looking at what's happening outside uh, if I'm not out on the porch. Um, but our house at that point, our, our, yeah, our house at that point didn't have a, a porch on the front or a covered porch so that I could go outside without getting wet. But And I just remember looking across the road at the trees because there was, there was, uh, the woods was right across the, the road. And the pine trees were literally, I don't even, I still to this day don't understand how it happened. They were literally bent, like doubled over because the wind was just so ferocious. Um, and I was terrified, y'all. I'm not going to lie. I'm Sometimes I'm ashamed to admit it, but I definitely called my mama and my papa to come get me. Because I was like, listen, I'm not going to be up in this house by myself with these trees bent backwards. And ain't nobody here. And the neighbors ain't even home. Like, no, ma'am. Somebody gonna have to come get me. Because I'm not staying by myself. Uh-uh. But anyways. Um, those kinds of moments aside. Um, wind does have destructive power. But when I work with it, 9 times out of 10, it's, you know, pretty chill. <laughs> I mean, you know, wind has a reputation of being moody. Um, moody and unpredictable. Constantly shifting direction. And it's true. Um, it's a little, you know, it can be a little scattered, but I like to think of wind because I, I'm an, I have I'm an air sign, um, but I also have a good relationship with the element of air. Um, I prefer to think of wind as kind of like, it's kind of like that friend who is well-intentioned, um, and it's great, sweet girl, um, best friend even. But sometimes, sometimes she's a little all over the place, you know? Um, sometimes she doesn't know her own strength. And honestly, now that I'm saying that out loud, um, that's kind of me. Because <laughs> sometimes I'm all over the place. Oh, boy. Wow. I did say this podcast was about figuring some shit out. I just didn't think that, uh, wow, it just makes so much sense. Anyways, um, so yeah, with wind, um, when I work with wind, it's not usually in a the context of a storm. Um, when I work with wind, it's usually hot as fuck out. Oh, hot as fuck outside. I already said it, it's fine. Um, I'll just mark this episode as explicit. <laughs> it's hot as fuck outside, and 
I just need some kind of relief because me and heat do not jive at all. Like, if it's above 75, I'm like, sis, 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 some water. She needs some milk. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's usually a, a cooling, healing type of situation. Um, and usually I just be like, hey, you know, it's really hot out here, you know. I see you blowing the leaves a little bit. You mind like picking up a little bit, just you know, trying to help sis out or whatever. You know, if you don't want to, it's fine. But I could really use it. And then usually, you know, a breeze will kick up. It might not always always be a cool breeze, but it'll pick up. Now, in the context of storms, um, this energy is a little bit more chaotic. Um, and in fact, I think that's really what storms really are. It's, it's chaos energy, right? And there's a way to use it, a time and place to use it. When during these storms, I usually sit back and observe. Um, sometimes that wind coupled with that like primal like grumbling or drumming of the thunder um, aids in me like transitioning into a different like headspace or mental space so that I can do other work that I need to do. Um, I, I have with or without a storm, used when to release things that no longer serve me. And that's where that cleansing element or transformative element comes into play is that you can release, whether you're you're writing these things you want, these things are people you want to release from your life and like burning them and scattering the ashes in the wind or you're literally throwing the pieces of paper into the wind or the pieces of whatever, hopefully biodegradable, <laughs> Thing you're throwing into the wind or tossing to the wind or you're literally standing in the wind and as I've done visualizing it literally blows through you and as it goes through you it pulls out or it like filters out or sifts out whatever no longer serves you um I, I do something similar when it comes to water too um which could work in the rain if you just really want to stand in the rain <laughs> um the method that I do is actually inspired by Avatar The Last Airbender, which I'll get into uh, pop culture witchcraft in another episode. Um, but it's where you envision, you know, that positive energy or that neutral energy from the wind itself blowing into you or coming into you. And then as it exits, figuratively speaking or spiritually speaking it's literally not going to like seep into your body and then come out the other side at least not to my knowledge um <laughs> and not to my experience but spiritually and visualizing these things and seeing these things in your mind die happening um is a one way to cleanse um it literally cleanses by like i don't know if y'all have like dirt yards or like dirt driveways or whatever but that should get everywhere bruh and the wind literally, like, sweeps it out of the way. It's, like, one giant atmospheric broom. <laughs> and we all know the associations with brooms, right? Um, but, again, like, with any aspect of storm magic or storm energy, it can be unpredictable. Um, so it's just about whether you want to, or you're cool with, I guess, sacrificing some of that accuracy for the power. And sometimes it's called for like, there have definitely been times in my life where I'm like, listen, I'm going to leave it up to you, spirit, um, with how this shakes out. But I need some some assistance here that 
I can't pull for myself. Um, and we're just going to have to, you know, let things play out how they play out. Some situations are, are called for, for that kind of energy and that kind of approach, you know? You do what you got to do. Um, so, yeah. So, like, cleansing the things that you no longer need or want in your life. Um, especially during a storm, I feel like if it's something that's particularly hard to, like, a habit that's particularly hard to get rid of or a person that's particularly hard to let go of, um, the magically or spiritually speaking yes the wind blowing through you or you releasing those things these uh pieces of paper these ashes of the things um that you've written down on pieces of paper releasing it to the wind and letting it it carry somewhere else um is very potent um you can also do wishes that way too actually and i think that's a, a whole thing um where you release your wish to the wind and it carries it out to the universe and the universe will send it back to you um manifest it into reality but from a i guess psychological standpoint just the act of doing something to symbolize you leaving a situation or a person or ridding yourself of a habit just the act of doing that is sometimes enough fuel to actually accomplish that thing um because with any work obviously there's any magical work you still have to do the personal work the mundane work behind it you can't just you can't always just let it go and then do nothing and sit on your thumbs um a lot of the time you have to still be like if you're if you're um trying to do better about your eating like you're you probably shouldn't go out and buy like a ton of junk food or a ton of food that you know you can't have or shouldn't have um because it's a detrimental detriment to your health um and expect the spell to still work you know what i'm saying um like you're gonna have to cut back on those things that are detriment to your health or if they're seriously detrimental to your health get rid of them entirely um if it's a habit it's like for me personally <laughs> Uh, I procrastinate like nobody's business um and so for me personally the act of releasing that that spirit of procrastination at least in part is sometimes enough to be like okay boom I can't like sit on my ass and just wait for something to happen or like wait until the last minute for something to happen and still expect the same results like what can I do to even if it's something small you know because sometimes we don't always have the energy or the spoons um as they say to get up and do certain things but it's like what can we do in this moment like if we know that maybe we aren't feeling the best right now or maybe we know that the house hasn't been cleaned in a while um and we know we need to clean it maybe instead of cleaning the entire house maybe it's enough just to make the bed you know or maybe it's enough just to put those clothes away or at least put them in the closet so you don't have to look at them <laughs> oh which is what i do um you know, so, like, from all these things have, like, their magical, their spiritual purposes, but they also have a psychological thing, too, and I think all magic is like that. It's a empowering thing. Um, these acts, while they do have their, like, spiritual and magical repercussions or these consequences or results, they also have a, a psychological one sometimes to help us feel empowered or better about ourselves or about our situation or about our lives or about our abilities, um, that we can also help ourselves. 
um, and not just rely on spirit or spirits, lowercase, um, or other energies outside of us to help us, we can do both, um, which I think is so dope, you know, that's why I'm out here in these, in these streets doing the witchy things, um, okay, so the last one, the last weather ingredient that I want to talk about is hail, um, it's like I mentioned in the last episode, I don't work, um, with hail, in fact, I don't think I've even, I've only ever seen hail, like, once or twice in my entire life, um, but, like in the last episode, when I talked about um, most of the information that I got about hell was in uh, from Katrina Rasbold's book, Weather Magic or Weather Witchery. I can't remember what the name of it is right now. Um, I don't have my laptop. I mean, I do have my laptop pulled up here. Let me just find it. It is called Weather. Oh, Weather Witchery. Damn, I've been calling it Weather Magic this whole time. Weather Witchery. Um. She says that hell has a particular edge to it that other types of weather just don't possess. It has the kick in the pants many of us need to motivate us out of an uncomfortable place that is familiar to us, but it's also detrimental to our progress. And I think by that she just means that, like, when you're outside and it starts hailing, much like when I'm outside and it starts lightning, um, you get up and go. Like, you don't sit there and, like, wait for stuff to happen different from how a lot of people view like lightning bolt lightning um hail isn't sporadic it's not like oh it may hit over here or it may hit over there hail is like i'm hailing and it's going everywhere like you're getting hit some kind of way whether it's these tiny like dime sized pieces of hail or like the giant softball sized pieces of hail which um, i've seen on the news i think where i've lived at least that i've seen we've only ever gotten like marble size is probably like the biggest pieces of hell i've ever seen and i was really young i actually thought it was snow um nine times out of ten we get like sleet or like slush drizzles we don't ever really get snow here um okay so past couple years we have gotten like a little bit of snow north georgia gets a lot of snow but middle and south georgia don't unless it's some kind of weird freaky year and mother nature is just like you know what yeah here let me let me salt bay over here um snow bay over here uh but yeah, so hail. Um, because it's literally falling all around you, these like sometimes tiny, sometimes huge pieces of ice. Um, you gonna get your ass up and, and go where you need to go. You're not gonna stay there and get pelted by hail. Um <laughs> and well some people might, and I guess that's where the detrimental to our progress comes from, where it's like sometimes we're in situations that we know are not good for us, whether it's a job whether it's um, a habit that's you know negatively affecting our health, whether it's a situation that negatively affects our mental health. Um, and we know we don't need to be there, but for whatever reason, we can't shake it. Um, with hail, because it has this association with sudden and necessary change or motivation or tough love, um, I imagine it would be very good for um, works to move yourself out of a situation. So like spells to... Um, whether, I guess whether you're like, it's, it's not so much what I'm getting from it or if I would ever have the opportunity to or the need to, I don't think I would ever use it as magic on someone else as more because this magic seems, or at least this, the sudden necessary change, motivation, tough love, for me, that would be more of internal work or like the shadow work aspect of what we do. So I would probably... 
collect the hail and honestly you can melt it down and use it much how you would use like storm water um it would just be charged with a different purpose and you probably should definitely label it um but to move myself out of the situation so i might use it as a uh use the melted water as like a hair wash or um a a soak for something and then like maybe let it dry and wear that piece of something um i might anoint candles with it outside of candle not the wick because if it's if you wet the wick then you're not going to get a fire um a spark i might um just use it as a symbol like i freeze i still have snow from when it snowed back in 2018 um i might just keep it in the freezer as like a a um talisman or something to remind myself like why i'm temporarily struggling right now to put myself in a better situation or why i'm moving on from a a job or a relationship or a habit of mine um what else could you do with hell i mean (laughs) if you're working magic on somebody else i mean uh people kid when they uh (laughs) people kid when they they say like up spell for like getting somebody to leave you alone it's just like throw rocks at them and say leave me the fuck alone um but i mean hey i imagine you could do the same thing with hell um you could probably it would melt but you could probably put it in a uh jar spell or like a freezer spell for someone to get someone the fuck out your life or i i don't do spells for or on other people um i will give them the ingredients or the tools to do the spell themselves but I'm not trying to have that energy on my life if something they do is wrong or not justified or not giving me the full story. Um, I feel like if you, you want it bad enough, you'll do it yourself. Um, and also then you get into ethics about doing magic on other folks, um, which sometimes there's a, a, a need for it if the person's just a shady person. Um, but, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll get into ethics or morals in another episode, maybe. Um she also says that, Katrina also says that hell rarely lasts very long. It comes in hard, showers down its message, and it is gone just as quickly, returning to rain or snow. The magic of hell is urgent and intense, just like hell itself. There's no time to waste when it comes. So, in this aspect, so swiftness, urgency, or desperation, I imagine it could also be used in things like, um, getting out of an abusive relationship or um or an abusive situation doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship getting out of um a job that is toxic a work environment or any environment that is toxic as fuck um and again you can do any of the number of things that i mentioned from the the previous set of uh associations um Honestly, I feel like swiftness, urgency, desperation. You could. I mean, honestly, I think you could even use it as an offering um, to whatever. For me, I might even use it. I'll speak for myself here. Things I I might do um, because I don't want to tell y'all wrong and it turned out terribly, terribly wrong. But if I ever needed to, and it hailed, again, you can use other things for this besides just hail. Lightning, for me, because they have very similar 
um, associations for me. Um, I could use them interchangeably or use something that's not even related to storm magic. Um, but for me, I might even put it on my offering. Um, I mean, on my altar as an offering to spirit to be like, hey, like, this is what I need. Um, in addition with other things, but just like as a, another symbol or another representation of what I'm trying to manifest, um, which in this case would be swiftness, urgency, or desperation. So like if I desperately need, I could actually use some hell right now, actually. <laughs> like if I desperately need to get out of a situation or I desperately need um, sudden change in my life or desperately need, I, I honestly might even use this for money magic. Um, because sometimes we're desperately in need of money. And so if we have hell there and it's got this ferocity behind it that is associated with storm magic, this raw power behind it. Um, and then here is hell. So I know that it's about, it's urgent, intense. Um, you have to listen quick or you'll miss it. Showers down its message and then it's gone just as quickly. It's about immediate needs or immediate concerns or immediate things that you need to solve right then and there um and it's kind of spontaneous it's like i was saying earlier that with storm magic it's very much about timing storm magic and also southern witchcraft or folkloric witchcraft i think is very much about timing and um if the timing is just not right it's just not gonna work um but with hail it's kind of like if you're looking for a sign that is it is now it or is this the right time i don't think there's a, a bigger way to say Yes, bitch, like, now is the time. You need to go make some shake right now. Um, but also, Katrina goes into talking about how she says, Remember the nature of hell. This is not just one hailstone that falls from the sky, but thousands. Hell speaks to the concept of strength and numbers. Hell tells you that you have resources you don't yet recognize. So it's kind of, on one hand, a reminder that you may have a support system that you haven't utilized or realized is there. Um, but also, too, considering the things that are going on in the United States right now, um, to me, this talks about community action. You know, like you could use storm magic in general, I feel like would be hella powerful for uh, storm magic. But again, it's also that unpredictability in there that like we don't want we don't want progress through more trauma or more tragedy. You know what I'm saying? Like it shouldn't have to get terrible or bad to for us to do something and be proactive. Um, but if we're facing a situation where it is like, for instance, police brutality, um, I imagine that energy from a hailstorm could just like rock the boat, man. Like if it was done on a large enough scale, um, because it's about community action, one person doing something for community action, yeah, it may work, but it's not going to be anywhere near as powerful as like a group spell. So like, <laughs> um like those uh like that movement not too long ago where a bunch of witches on the internet got together and hexed Donald Trump I mean I'm not gonna say it worked but I'm just saying you know uh buddy buddy's seen some better days and you know I ain't gonna say I'm uh too upset about it but hey you know um but anyway so yeah to me that says community action that says family that says um Obviously, support systems, like Katrina says, it's about reminding a reminder that you don't have to do it all by yourself. In fact, that you may see better results by doing whatever it is you need to do with the help of others. And I know if I know sometimes y'all, especially 
uh, I'm gonna say, especially in the black community, sometimes we just, we have a lot of pride and I get, you know, that we have a history of things that hurt us. Um, and then we, we have this trauma passed down from generation to generation, um, black folks and also poor white folks, you know, that we, we have this pride where we want to do it ourselves. We want to help ourselves. We don't, we don't want nobody else to help us. Um, we don't want people seeing us struggle. Um, but the thing is, sometimes we have to swallow that pride and we have to rely on people around us because that's what's going to get us over whatever obstacle or hardship that we're in. You know what I'm saying? I didn't mean to take out of church today. Uh, it's early. I'm recording this hella early. Um, and I'm actually going to release it this week instead of waiting until next week, which, which is when the next episode is going to come out. Y'all, I'm all over the place with the schedule. It's bi-weekly, but it's also like <laughs> I may pop up with a random episode or a mini-sode or whatever. Um, but yeah, so I hope that... Let's recap real quick because there's a whole lot of stuff. Um, so if you're looking for how to use storm magic or storm energy... Storms in general, and these, most of these are just my associations, but if they if they relate to you or align with you or resonate with you in some, any way, feel free to, like, I mean, it's it's part of your your practice now, part of your belief system. Um, so storms in general, chaos, unpredictability, unadulterated power, movement, action, termination, fury, healing, nourishment, mystery, secrecy, hiding um, things or, 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 um, covering up of things but also the uncovering of things the um removing of the veil there's danger destruction transformation fear life um these act as liminal spaces so that the area between worlds or between times um which is good for spirit work and things like that now that's overall storms in general getting and breaking them down into their ingredients or their like individual pieces Rain is for cleansing, nourishment, healing. Thunder is about mystery, secrecy. It's a warning. It's connecting you to that primal heartbeat, or that primal, I guess, drive or drumming of the universe, of our world, of Mother Nature. Um, it's about covering up secrets or, or hiding things that you don't want to be seen. Um, lightning is about action. It's about unpredictability. It's about destruction, danger, power, movement. It's the uncovering of secrets in the way that when lightning strikes or when lightning flashes, it literally illuminates the darkness. And so you see more than just maybe shadows moving in your peripheral. You see the world. You see the sky as it is. When it's nighttime and it's storming, it's thundering. You don't always see the clouds that are there. You don't always see the storm above you. But when it lightens, you see how massive those clouds or the sky is. Um... And so in that way, it's about uncovering secrets. Wind is about moodiness, cleansing, transformation, good for wishes, um, and for ridding yourself of things that no longer serve you. Hail is the same way. Hail, H-A-I-L. Hail is the same way. Um, so it's about sudden and necessary change, that tough love and that motivation to do better for yourself or for other people. If, you know, sometimes we can't, doing it for ourselves isn't always enough. Sometimes we have to have another reason outside of ourselves to do something and that's totally okay um it's okay to do for it's okay for like if you have a child or if you have a partner or a, your mom or your your dad or whomever if your your goal isn't 
if it isn't enough to do it for yourself to reach your goal, um, it's okay, at least temporarily, to reach that goal for somebody else, to make somebody else, I guess, the way I'm thinking of it is, like, for me, for a while, being, quote-unquote, successful or being financially secure, even still now to this day, is less about me and my need to be financially secure and more about me wanting to make sure that the people around me don't have to want for anything. Um, my future kids, my family, um, my partner, my friends, if they ever need something, me being financially secure is a resource for them. Um, and I feel like that's okay. If it, it, if you're a person that, you know, can't do something for yourself, but always can do stuff for other people, if that goal is going to help you at the end of the day, until you can learn to be a little selfish and be a little bit more self-serving instead of always doing for other people, it's okay to temporarily lean on, at least I feel like, to lean on that that personality trait that's always selfless until you can learn to be selfish. You know what I'm saying? Because the end goal is going to help you regardless um, of who you're doing it for and why you're doing it. Um, yeah, and just to kind of recap those resources, y'all, I promise y'all I'm still working on that resource list. It's been a wild couple of weeks. Um, ooh, did y'all hear my son? I need to eat breakfast. <laughs> um, it's been a, lot, a wild couple of, of weeks. A lot of changes happening in life. Um, but I'm excited about it. I have no qualms about anything that's happening right now. I am 100% covered by spirit and I know everything's going to be okay. But it's been wild. I'm not going to lie. Um, but just to recap those resources in the meantime, um, I I used Old Style Conjure by Star Cassis. Cassis? A star, like a star, Cassis as C-A-S-A-S. Um, I used the book Weather Witchery by Katrina Rasbold, which is two ninety nine on... Um, on um amazon and i used southern cunning by aaron oberon and i probably use that a lot because that book is just so phenomenal to me also referenced a couple of articles one by earthsky.org called what makes a halo around the moon i used a uh an article from the magic kitchen um claiming storm five tips for harnessing i didn't really use a ton of it because it was like information i already knew but still and then um liminal space just to kind of get a more concrete definition for y'all um from science abc and thank y'all for listening this episode definitely went over a little bit over an hour but again you can pause it it's 2020 y'all know how technology work um you can hit me up on instagram at backport spiritual you can go to the website at backportspiritual.com in fact you can even listen to the podcast there eventually i will have the resources and everything up on the website it's a new website i was using tumblr now i'm using wix um and you can also find me on Tumblr at backportspiritual.tumblr.com. Um, you can also email at backportspiritual at gmail.com. There's a bunch of ways to get in touch with me um, and to kind of like carry on the conversation because I want to know like how y'all are using storm magic. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm out here trying to learn to, you feel me? Um, but yes, thank you for listening. Um, I hope this helps somebody and y'all just be safe out here. Y'all be safe. Safe, sane, and sanitized. I pray those blessings upon (laughs) y'all. You and yours. And you know what? Y'all have a good day. Y'all have a good week. Y'all have a good two weeks. And I will see y'all in the next episode. Listen, hear y'all, talk to y'all in the next episode.